You're listening to Easier, a podcast about making life and work easier. I'm Anthony Wagner, and this is episode number 41. Wednesday, we'll embark on a journey together to discover the best tips for living and working more simply. I believe that when things are easier, we have more time for what matters most. This week, we're talking about task management. This is a huge pain in the butt for a lot of people. You got lots of stuff on your plate, and keeping track of it can be a pain. So, we're talking about how to organize tasks at work and make work easier. And we'll include some of my favorite tools. And then we'll talk about how to avoid excessive phone notifications and make life easier. Let's get started. All right. First up, I want to say that if there are any funky noises kind of going on in the background, I've got my cat in the corner clawing at his scratching post. I've got people walking around in the hall and making a lot of noise. And then I have some kids outside. It's a nicer day today, finally. And in Michigan, it's the weather's been terrible. But I have some kids outside making a lot of noise, too, as kids do. So if you hear any of that stuff in the background, my apologies. So... The first thing I wanted to talk about before we get to make work easier is that the end of the season, believe it or not, is actually coming up. The end of this month, May 29th, will be the last episode of season two. So we made it through a season one and then a hiatus and we're almost through season two. It's crazy. I can't believe we've made it this far, but the end of the season is coming and I just wanted to kind of give you a heads up and let you know that during the hiatus, during the months of June and July, I will just do little episodes like I did during the last hiatus. So it'll be little short five-minute episodes every week, one make work easier, one make life easier with like little hacks in them. And I I already have them planned out, so I really think that you're going to like them. So this season has been great, and I've learned so much from everything that that we've done together. And so I have a couple of changes planned, but I really was hoping to get your feedback on these changes. So the first thing I will say is that I am recording a podcast about optimization, right? That's like the whole thing about this show, making things easier and optimizing life. And I feel like this format is not completely optimized. I feel like I have a couple of little tweaks to make. So the first thing I'm really excited about is I'm thinking about refreshing the brand. And as a little kind of insider tip, the brand I'm thinking about moving toward more of like a wave, kind of like a beachy wave feel, again, making things easier and kind of that relaxation you get at the beach and things like that. So I'm thinking about that. I'm also thinking about eliminating kind of the intro and outro stuff that happens in every episode, all those things that are repeated in every single episode. If not outright cutting them completely and just kind of getting started, then doing a very short thing that does not repeat every single week. So I wanted to be respectful of everyone's time. Everyone who's listening to this show, I want to make sure that you're getting as much value out of it as possible. And I feel like kind of the intro and outro spiel is a little repetitive and sucks up more time than I'd like it to. Same thing with actually with the theme music. I think that um, I probably can do a lot less with the theme music and just make things more optimized. So 
I would love your feedback on all of these proposed changes, the brand, the the music, the intro, outro, stuff like that, or any other tweaks that you think should I, I should consider. I'd love to hear about them because I'm planning to kind of make those changes during the hiatus and roll them out in August, which is when the season three will actually kick off. So I'm talking about this with folks in the Facebook group. This is something that I've been doing a lot more of trying to build. The folks are actually starting to request access to the Facebook group, and I would love to have you there. So if you have any thoughts on that, please head over to the Facebook group, and I have a new link that you can use to get there. The old one will still work. I think it was just easiercast.com slash Facebook. But in order to, for clarity's sake, I have easiercast.com slash Facebook group, and you'd go there and you just request access, and it's um, it doesn't take me long to approve you. And once you're in, we can have a conversation. So I think what I'll do is I'll pin um, a post at the top of the group talking about the the changes, the upcoming changes for the show. So we can kind of have a conversation there. And if you're interested in the Facebook page, which is where I post a ton of content and some really great stuff, and I've got some ideas for, for new things to start using that page for, you can get to that at easiercast.com slash Facebook page. So it's slash Facebook group for the group and Facebook page for the page. And those will just redirect you to those spots. All right, let's move into make work easier. And this week we're talking about how to organize your tasks at work. And hint, hint, this stuff can work in life too, but I'm just putting it in work for this week. So I did post in that Facebook group about my struggle with task management. I've recently just it's not been working. You know, I have so many tasks and I have kind of gotten the the capture piece of what we'll talk about, the, the capturing all my tasks pretty down. I don't miss much in, in the way of getting things out of my head and captured somewhere. Where I've been struggling is with organizing and then doing the things that need to be done and kind of picking out what's important among all the other stuff that I have to do. So we're going to talk about a method that I found from a a guy. He records YouTube videos about a tool that we're going to talk about also called Todoist. His name is Carl Pullian, and he has this COD method, which is the capture, organize, do. It's like a simplified version of David Allen's getting things done. And we're going to talk about that. So capturing is is really important. So I've got that down, but the organization piece I've been struggling with. And so I've given it a lot of thought over the past week and I finally settled on something I think that I really like and I'm going to try. So we're going to dive into this method of, of these, how to track the tasks, how to do the work and the tools that I use. That's going to be the focus of this. So Uh, If you have any other thoughts, again, you can head over to the Facebook group and we can continue that conversation there. There's already a post in the group about task management. So if you have thoughts, please head over there. I'd love to to chat with you there too. But first, what I wanted to do was kind of do like a lightning round of the tools that I use for this method. So as we're talking about it, you'll at least be familiar with the tools. If you don't know them already, you'll have an idea of what they do. So I don't have to stop and explain them as they come up. So I'm just going to kind of go through each one. The first one and the one that's most important for me is Todoist. And I've been using Todoist, which is spelled T-O-D-O-I-S-T. I've been using Todoist for quite a long time. And I have flitted in the past back and forth between a number of ways 
for capturing tasks. And those have gone between Todoist, an app called Trello, an app called Asana, and taking paper notes in a notebook. I have gone and kind of rotated for, I had for a while, between those things. And I finally found something that really worked for capturing. I found that Todoist was the best by far for a number of reasons, and it's, it really comes down to capturing tasks. And we're going to talk about the, in the method, when we get to the method, the, in the capture section, I'm going to talk to you about all the ways that I capture tasks. So Todoist is an excellent, simple, and relatively inexpensive tool. You can use the free version for sure, but the, the paid version, I think is only like 30 or 40 bucks a year. I think it's closer to $30 a year, which is great. It's really not very expensive, but what it does, it does quite well. So Todoist has been my Ta- uh, my tool of choice. And let me say this, all the references, the books, like I mentioned David Allen and I mentioned Carl Pullian and now Todoist and Tetrello, all those tools and the tips and everything, of course, I will link to in the show notes. So don't feel like you got to kind of jam them all in your head. And the show notes, you can find them at easiercast.com slash 41. As with every episode of Easier, you can go to easiercast.com slash that number and it will take you to the show notes. So Todoist is the first tool Uh, for keeping track. That is my primary tool for tracking tasks. The next is that's really important that you have a calendar tool. And I use both Google Calendar and Outlook. But because we're talking about work, Outlook is my preferred tool. Whatever tool that you use for your calendar, make sure that you have the flexibility to include both your appointments, the actual meetings and things that need to go on your calendar, as well as the ability to track the tasks that you want to do for the day. So we'll get to that, why that's important. But what you need to do is make sure that you at least have a tool. And my preferred tool at work is Outlook. And, you know, let me just for a second explain why Outlook. You know, we are a Microsoft school. We have Microsoft Office 365. And so that's part of the reason. But I find that I use the kind of the agenda view. So in Google Calendar... I look at the month view almost always, right? So I see the whole month and I just see that the kind of the appointments on the calendar in the day with the time next to them. But at work, I'm much more likely to use the agenda view where it shows you like five days, Monday through Friday or, you know, Saturday to Sunday. And it shows you the day kind of broken down in 15 minute or 30 minute intervals with long blocks for the tasks. And I find that that works a lot better. That's actually the way I prefer now to keep tasks, not appointments, but tasks on my calendar. They're a lot easier to schedule. And Outlook really blows uh, Google Calendar out of the water when it comes to using the agenda view. I have to say, unfortunately, I wish Google Calendar's agenda view was better. Um, it, It really just isn't great. And it's a pain in the butt to use, especially if you have multiple calendars going and you need to move around. Outlook is just better. So Honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that I've been using Google Calendar for so long for my regular tasks, I'm just not quite willing to leave Google Calendar and convert all of my appointments and everything to Outlook. I'm kind of considering it, but for right now, there's kind of a split. So for work, it's Outlook. Uh, For home, if we were talking about make life easier, it would be Google Calendar, and that's kind of a separate conversation. So Todoist, Outlook. And then I do use a notebook as one of my tools at work, especially for meetings when I'm not using a computer, although I'm considering just kind of bringing my computer to every meeting I'm in and taking notes in OneNote. That's another tool that really isn't relevant, but, you know, there it is. 
Um, so uh, a paper notebook is very important. And then a couple of other apps that we can talk about. It's, there's, a, there's an app called IFTT, I-F-T-T-T, which stands for If This Then That. And it gives you a really simple way of setting up what they call applets, or it's basically like a task that when something happens, something else happens. So you can say, when I arrive home, turn on my lights, and it will. you can set that up. Or when it is 9 o'clock in the morning, record the weather in a spreadsheet, whatever it is. And it's actually really simple to get configured. But how I use it is I use it in conjunction with Google Assistant. And this, I believe, would work with Siri. I think it works with Siri and also with Alexa. So if you use any of those digital assistants, you should be able to use Ift to help set up some um, some applets or some tasks for helping you capture your tasks. So that's kind of like the link between them. So I'm able to, and I'm going to do this now, and you're probably going to hear my Google Home ding in the background because it's going to pick it up, but I can tell my Google Home, which is another tool, I can tell my Google Home or my Google Assistant on my phone or even my smartwatch to do the following, and it will add a task to my Todoist inbox. So I can say something like, hey Google, note to self, publish my new episode of Easier on Wednesday. So that's kind of the way that I use the Google Home and it's able to capture all of those things and put them onto my inbox in in Todoist. So again, we'll come back to that. And then I just wanted to briefly mention as we're going through the tools, a tool called Trello, which is kind of a list and card management system. So you're able to create a set of lists and the common use, the, the popular use is to do to have lists that say to do, doing, and done. And then within each of those lists, you can have cards. So, uh, you know, theoretically, it would just be your tasks and you would have all your tasks in to do. And then the ones that you're working on, you move to doing. And then once you're done working on them, you move them to done. And that's kind of a, a tool. Now I found for me, that is not an ideal way to track tasks, but I use Trello for editorial calendars or planning out creative content like shows for this podcast or posts for social media, things like that. And then the last tool I'm going to mention, and I'm mentioning it because I'm a little bitter about it. <laughs> uh, Asana is a tool that I really am interested in making my full-time task tracking tool instead of Todoist. It's got a lot of really robust features and I've used it in the past and I've really liked it. However, I have to ding them pretty significantly in terms of their pricing model. I would absolutely be willing to pay for Asana. However, the pricing model is, I find to be quite ridiculous. So you have to, if you want to pay for Asana, you cannot pay just for a single person. They call it seats that you buy a certain number of seats. So if you have a team that you're working with, you could buy, you know, five seats for each of your team members and all of you could have access to the tool. Well, the minimum purchase is for five seats. And I find that to be super silly. You cannot purchase Asana to use for just one person. And I even contacted their sales team and they were like, nope, can't do anything about that. Uh, we only sell it in groups of five. And that means also that if you say have a team of eight, you have to purchase 10 seats and you have to pay for every single one of them. It's a, a fee per person. So for just me to use that tool, it'd be close to $400 a year. And un unfortunately, I'm just not willing to do that. So 
I would love to use that tool. Maybe check it out if it's right for you. But just know that I personally am a little bit frustrated with with them. So uh, just wanted to vent about that for a second on the show because I was a little disappointed. Anyway, so a couple of other resources. Actually, real quick, let's just go back and recap the list of the tools. So I have Todoist, Outlook, If This Then That or Ift, Google Assistant, and Google Home, and a notebook. So those are the things that really go into my method. It seems like a lot, but with those tools, I'm able to capture tasks almost anywhere, and we'll get into that. So now a couple of other resources, things that you should consider. Reading David Allen's Getting Things Done for sure is a must-do. I have talked about this method a little bit here and there, and the method we're going to cover is kind of a condensed version, but I'll point out the important things. But definitely reading David Allen's Getting Things Done, that is a classic task management method for sure. Then also, as we talked about in episode number 28, the book Work Clean is another fantastic method, and I've kind of taken some principles from there and and David Allen and from Carl Pullian, who is the YouTuber who talks about kind of task management and various apps, including Todoist. So those three are some great resources you can consider as you're kind of brushing up on your own task management. So let's actually get into the method. Let's talk about how to how I keep track of my tasks and get work done. And let me just put one caveat up before this, you know, before we kind of dive in. This method has been changing for me for years. It's been constantly in flux. So what I'm telling you now definitely works right now, but I'm always looking to make it better. So if and when I update the process, I'll be sure to update you all on that process. So just kind of throwing that up, this is what works for me right now as of, you know, the beginning of May when I'm recording this of 2019, this is what works. So the overall method, I kind of stole this acronym from Carl Pullian, which is COD, as in like the fish, codfish, and it stands for Capture organize, do. And if you listen to or read David Allen, he's got a pretty complex method behind it. It makes a lot of sense behind task management, but I find this one to be uh, a lot simpler. So capture, I think, is uh, an area that a lot of people really struggle with because this is directly from getting things done. David Allen says that your brain is for having ideas, not holding on to them. Your brain is for creating, not storing. That is such an important distinction that I learned and I am so grateful for because as soon as you get all the junk out of your head and into a system that you trust, it helps to free up your mental bandwidth. So what I struggled with first was capture. This that this area, the capture area, was a problem. So I had to come up with a system by which I could capture tasks pretty much whenever they came into my mind. And this was tricky because I had to be able to capture tasks while in the shower, while in places where I can't talk to my phone, in like while I'm walking, while I'm driving. There's a whole host of places I need to be able to capture things. And the ability to do so really kind of is the, the hinge point for this whole method. If you're not capturing and getting everything out of your head, you're going to struggle a little bit. So how do I 
capture my tasks? Well, let's talk about all the ways. And I mentioned the tools that I use, and you heard me do one. Google Home is a big deal. I even have one in my office at work. I have a Google Home there because being able to just verbally say, you know, note to self, whatever, and have it go in my inbox means I can let it go. You know, I was in my office a couple of days ago, and I had to clean off this cart, and so I just told Google Home to my Google Assistant to put that task in my Todoist inbox. So that is a a kind of, you know, the the majority of my tasks or a lot of them come from my Google Home. Also, just Google Assistant, when I'm driving, my car has Android Auto, and so I'm just able to hit the button on my steering wheel once my phone is plugged in to launch Google Assistant, and I can do the same commands in the car. I find that I use that all the time. Uh, If you can use voice, like, you know, your voice commands to, to alert your phone if you don't have Google Assistant, that's another great way of doing it. But making sure that you can capture those ideas while you're driving is really important too. The Google Assistant and Home also work for in the shower. I've got a Google Home in the bathroom, and when I'm in the shower, I will read off tasks there. And then I use Todoist, and so on my Android phone, I was able to create a widget on my home screen and it's just it's like a little plus and it's a quick add for tasks which go right into my inbox which is fantastic it is super easy super lightweight it doesn't take any resources to launch or open it takes one tap and I can just type the thing right there so that's another way I capture and then the last way is of course taking handwritten notes or notes you know digitally and then with this method, when we're, we're going to talk about the organized method on a daily basis, I'm bringing all the tasks that come in, you know, via paper or email or whatever other inboxes I have, including my notebook, and I'm transferring them into Todoist. So as I'm saying this, I'm realizing this sounds like a lot, like it's a lot of process and information. But once you kind of get your head around it, it really is pretty simple. The whole method, besides capturing, which is just ongoing, the whole method for kind of organizing, which we're going to talk about, only takes me a few minutes every day. So it's it's not as kind of crazy cumbersome. So those are the, the methods and the tools that I use. I use Google Assistant. I use my phone. I use Google Home. I use a notebook. And then there's one other little nifty tool that I actually just dawned on me that I do use for this. And it's an extension for Google Chrome that integrates with Todoist and it's called Omni Todoist. And what it allows you to do is it allows you to type directly into the search bar to do and then a task and it will add it there. So if you, you know, I'm in a browser window, whatever, if I'm browsing Facebook, whatever it is, I can type tasks right into the the search bar or the URL bar without having to to leave and do anything else. So that's another tool. Okay, that was capture, making sure that you get everything out of your head as soon as you think of it, ideally, and getting it into the system, which for me is Todoist. Then next up is the organize step, and this is going to be kind of of the method, this is going to be the thing that requires the most thought. I mean, obviously doing the work is is the most, but of the method, the actual task management, this one is going to take some time, and it ta- it's taken me a lot of setup time to figure this out, and I'm still tweaking, but as of right now, this is what works. So we're going to go back to the idea of the daily me's or the daily review. I talked about that back in episode 28, the four um, steps, four practical steps for planning for tomorrow. I talked about that back then. And this is a, uh, a method from Dan Charnas's work clean. But basically what it boils down to with regard to task management is get everything that you've captured, make sure it's all in your task management tool. 
in my case, Todoist, and then you've got to organize it. And this is where my biggest struggle has been, is the organizing of the tasks and deciding what to do. So I was really kind of, for this last week, I've just been struggling and struggling. And I just, you know, I was spending so much time in my task manager and changing the view and changing the filters and all of these things. And I decided, all right, I'm going to try something simple. So the first thing that I'm trying is in a lot of task managers, they give you the ability to sort your tasks into projects, which is what Asana does. It's what Todoist does, you know, there are other task management tools out there that do the same. And I find that when I think about my work in terms of projects, I tend to have a little bit harder of a time staying organized because then it's a question of, well, does this actually need to be a project? And if it's David Allen defines a project as anything that requires more than a single step, that's two or more steps, that's a project. Well, for me, a project, you know, if it's only two steps, I don't really want to have to go through the hassle of creating a project and then putting the tasks and then I got to click through it. The less clicks and the the simpler the thing, the better. So I was watching Carl Pullian's video, videos on YouTube, and he talked about this idea of shifting the mindset away from projects to what he calls focus areas. And so I've tried that. Now, this may not work for you. This may not work for everybody, but it's definitely seeming to work for me. So instead of sorting things by projects, I have a number of focus areas that kind of, they're like bigger categories into which tasks can fall. So previously, as an example, for the podcast, I would have had, I want to do a few things with regard to marketing. And so I want to refresh the brand And I want to order some swag, some lanyards and business cards and things like that with the new brand and all of that stuff. And previously, every single one of those things from redesign the logo to order lanyards to blah, 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 all those things would have been separate projects. And I would have had this giant list of projects. I don't really like that. It's frankly, it's just too cumbersome. So what I'm doing now is I just have in Todoist, I have easier as the main header for this area of my life. And then underneath it, I have marketing. And within marketing, if I click in there, I have work on new logo, order custom lanyards, order business cards. And then I'm thinking about doing a contest. This is a little preview um, that you're going to get some free stuff out of it. Notebook, pens, lanyard, all that kind of cool stuff that's coming up. But I have to, that's another task, start outlining the, the contest. And so all of those things just fall into marketing and it just makes more sense in my mind. And it, it, I have to do a lot fewer project creation tasks. I have to click a lot less. So, and it's also easier for sorting because when I'm going through and I see in my inbox that I need to consider new theme music or new theme soundtracks, I can just drop that into whatever category makes sense. And it's, I don't have to create a whole new project for, for refresh the brand that probably even could go in marketing if I wanted it to. So I find that this focus area method works well. And so I'm trying that and that's, I've been liking that. So that's a good way to start organizing. Now, the first thing that you have to do when you start your organization process, this needs to be a daily thing. In my opinion, you really got to try to stick to this daily. It's not just my opinion. It's a lot of folks of doing a daily kind of review or daily me's to prep for tomorrow. It's, it's really critical. I will say that it's absolutely essential for me. I need to do it. So every single day from 3.30 to 4, that's the last half hour of my work day because I work 8 to 4, I am doing my daily me's with a couple of exceptions. Every so often I'll have a meeting in that block, but I'm doing my daily me's 
or my daily review. And what that includes is I first go up to my inbox where all of my tasks that I've captured throughout the day are kind of jumbled. And I go and I sort them into the various project areas. So I will say in Todoist for me, I have kind of four big categories. I have work, which is the school where I work. And then I have easier, which is this podcast. And then I have lightning, which is my technology business. And then I have personal, which includes things like household and development and reading and stuff like that. So I kind of move all the tasks into their respective places. And then from there, I can go and move, you know, kind of sort them into their sub projects or their focus areas. So if I had that new easier theme music task, that could go under marketing or it could go under episodes. Maybe that one doesn't fit so well, but that's a task and I have to decide, oh, maybe this needs a new focus area because I've got something new I'm focusing on right now. Maybe the new focus area is you know, new format or whatever that is. So I I go through and I place things where they belong. So that way they're organized. And once all of my inbox is sorted and it's at zero, and remember, this is kind of the capture. I've captured all the tasks. So all the tasks from my email, from my physical inbox, stuff like that, all comes into one place. And then I sort it into its respective spots within my task manager. Once that's done, I can then go through and start considering what I need to actually do. And this was the biggest stumbling block. And I I hadn't found a method that I love. There's a lot of different things. David Allen talks about next actions and Dan Charnas talks about front burners and there's all these things. But what it ended up being was a giant list of tasks and it was just too cumbersome to sort through. So what I am doing now the way that I'm thinking about this is that Todoist allows you to flag tasks with a priority label and it color codes them. So priority one is red, priority two is orange, priority three is blue, and priority four is like there's no flag, that the four is like the the generic. And what I will say is that if you go through and you do too much prioritization, then you come up with a huge giant list of priorities that you become numb to. It's just too massive of a list, so it doesn't work. So here's kind of the rules that I'm testing for myself. I made these up myself and I'm finding that they're working pretty well. So the first thing that I do as I'm going through all of my tasks is I consider for each area. So I, when I'm breaking down my organization to actually put things on my calendar, we'll talk about that in a minute. I'm doing it from the perspective of work and personal and kind of personal overlaps or personal is the umbrella over lightning easier. It's everything that's not my work at my actual job. So as I'm going through my work stuff, I ask myself, the first thing is I go through the list and say, what are the two or three tasks that I need to get through tomorrow that absolutely have to be done tomorrow? Ideally, it should just be two. We're going to have more than just that. But the two things that I must do tomorrow, the objectives for tomorrow, and those are flagged as priority one. Then I consider, I go through the list and I say, okay, what are things that I would like to get done and can be done in the next two to three days? That gives me a little bit wider of a scope, but it doesn't let me go so far as to make the list gigantic. And because I'm doing this every day, it really, as long as you're doing it every day, it works. So again, two to three objectives, must do's for tomorrow, and then anything's and then any tasks I can do within the next two to three days. And ideally, that would be, you know, five to ten maximum things. 
And also I'm flagging now, this has been another struggle, is figuring out how to track deadlines because putting things on your calendar means that that's when you do them. It's not the due date that you're putting them on a calendar. It's when you're doing them. But it's still helpful to know when things are actually due. What if they have a deadline? Some things don't, some things do. And so now I'm using the date feature in Todoist as the deadline. And I actually made a, there's another thing you can do. You can label each task and I created a deadline label. And so any task that has a deadline, it gets that label and then a date. And so I'm putting the the dates for any deadlines in there. And then what you can do, one of the, the more powerful features of Todoist is you can create what's called a filter. And the filter allows me to see specific views of, of tasks. So the way this works is my filter says, only look within the work category and then show me tasks that are due within four days, meaning those are tasks that are, are the deadlines are coming up and I want to make sure that I'm aware of them. And then also show me any tasks that are not priority four. In other words, any tasks that are P1, 2, or 3, because those are the tasks that I identified as things that I want to get done. I use P3 right now for kind of routine tasks. So like at work, I'm our chief technology officer, and I have to fill... Um, I have to fulfill tech tickets to to help the staff. They put in tickets whenever they have a problem. And so I do those a couple times a week. And so that's kind of a recurring task. And so that's flagged a little differently. But I go through and I can see on that filter that I have, okay, let me just look for Monday. I have a couple tasks. I need to digitize one of our forms. I need to analyze some survey data. And I need to continue my audit of our student grading data. So those are my kind of big objectives for Monday. And if I get those done, great. And then uh, another task that's one of my kind of lower things, my P2s, is to finalize a process for the use of our labs. So I can see all of those, just those things. I've now filtered the list down to just those few things. And the last step of the organize is to actually schedule them on my calendar. Now you may be wondering why this is even necessary. Once you've gone to this length, why would you then take these tasks and put them on a calendar? You can see what you've got to do. Why not just do them? Well, my answer to that is that you can see them here, but you have to give them context, right? You have to decide, do I really have enough time to, to do all this, especially if I have meetings or other appointments throughout the day? So you're scheduling them around that. And what I realized is that I actually missed something during my daily review Friday. I have to fix Monday is I don't have one of the tasks on there because I don't have enough time. So it forces me to evaluate, okay, if I don't have enough time, am I either able to do something a little bit more quickly or do I need to see if I can extend the time for one of my tasks or do I need to back out of a meeting? It forces me to think that way so that way I'm not kind of blindsided the day of. The calendar is the most important thing. And then what happens is once I've got everything scheduled for just one day, I can close Todoist, and the only time I'm looking at it for the next day is just as I'm capturing tasks. I close Todoist, and I refer to my calendar throughout the day. So I sit at my desk the next morning. So Monday morning, I'll sit at my desk, and I'll see 8 a.m. I have this, 9 a.m. I have that, I have this meeting at 10.30, whatever, and I just work off of my calendar. And that's, once I've kind of whittled it down just to the calendar, that becomes kind of the, the, the guide, for the day. 
that pretty much is the method. And then once, you know, I follow the calendar, that's the do portion of the the thing, of the method. <laughs> so this is kind of the, it sounds super complex. I know as I'm talking about it, it's like, wow, this is a lot of information. But I'm hoping that you can kind of hear this method. And then if you need to review it in the show notes, definitely everything will be there. But review this method and take it exactly as it is if you want or kind of tweak it. And then if you do tweak it, if you have other tools or things, I this is like my favorite thing. I love talking best practices and tools. So if you've got stuff like that, let's chat in the Facebook group. Again, you can go to easiercast.com slash Facebook group, all one word, to join the Facebook group and just post. If you want to start a new post, if there's not something ta- you know that's going on that's already a thread that I've started, feel free to post your own. And I would love to talk about your favorite tools or your favorite methods or anything. If you have a way to do what I've said, you know, help my struggles, way to make that better or anything, I I would absolutely love to hear from you. This is something I just, I kind of get a kick out of talking about and I actually enjoy as much as it's a struggle. I enjoy working on this to kind of optimize my life and my work. So I hope that this method has been helpful for you. Uh, You know, as I'm getting ready to wrap this segment, I realized I wanted to say one other thing. I missed one thing about scheduling that I find important. Something that I would do in the past is I would schedule tasks. As soon as they came up, I would say, okay, I can put this on my calendar for tomorrow as they were happening. Uh, I could put this on for, for Wednesday. I could put this on for Friday, blah, blah, blah. And I've learned not to do that because unless it actually needs to happen that day at that time, it's better to consider it on a day-by-day basis because if you have tasks from today as you're doing your review today that you haven't finished, you've already got your whole day tomorrow kind of mapped out with previous tasks, you got to fix everything. So just scheduling one day at a time, the only exception for me is that I do both work and personal during my daily review at work and personal on Friday, I will schedule both Saturday and Sunday because I'm not doing it on Saturday or Sunday. So that is, uh, it's really important to consider really only one day at a time because it it just saves you hassle of having to reschedule things if you've got to bump something from today to tomorrow. So that's the method. I would love to hear from you on it and I hope that it continues to work. And if I have any updates, I will be sure to share them with you. Are your days super busy? Even though you're stressed and tired, do you feel like somehow you just don't get enough done each day? Well, you're definitely not alone. That's why I put together an awesome one-page guide on my top 15 strategies for getting more done in a day. These are all of the best productivity tips I've found from books, online research, and experience. It's completely free. All you have to do is head over to easiercast.com slash get more done to grab your copy now. Again, that's my free one page guide called the top 15 strategies for getting more done in a day. You can find it at easiercast.com slash get more done. All right, let's get back to the show. Okay, a quick make life easier this week. It's about protecting yourself from excessive phone notifications. 
And I have a fantastic little app that I found recently called Daywise. And I have to apologize to all of my Apple fans in my audience. I know there are a lot of you. And I really, I actually searched for this to see, but this app is Android only. I have a a Google Pixel 3XL. And so this app I found on Android, I did not realize as I was planning to talk about it, that it was only for Android. And so I apologize for that, but it's such an amazing app that I still wanted to share it. So if you're Apple... If you're an Apple user and you know of anything that has this functionality, also please let me know. For sure, I would love to hear it because I will update everyone with that app. But maybe pass this information along to someone you know who has Android because this is such a great idea for an app. So the app is called Daywise. It's for Android. And its main purpose, what it does is it captures all of your notifications as they come in to an extent. We'll get to that in a second. But then you set a schedule and all of your notifications get captured and then the app alerts you just at times that you select. And I've got, I think four selected in my, in my setup. So let's open Daywise on my phone and I can just tell you what my setup is. I'm going to go to my batch timings and the batch, I think these are just the defaults. I have an 8 a.m. morning batch, a 12 p.m. lunch batch, a 5 p.m. workday batch and a 10 p.m. bedtime batch. And those are the times that I get notifications just four times throughout the day, not constantly. Now, you can allow certain apps to notify you immediately. So when Kevin messages me, his app, his notifications come right through. Actually, most Facebook, I think, Facebook uh, Messenger notifications and texts come right through because I don't get a whole lot, thankfully. If you do, you may want to consider this, but I don't get a whole lot. So those come through immediately. But like everything else gets batched. And actually the the app is pretty smart. Like I allow text messages, but it actually batched a text from Old Navy. I didn't need to see that right away. And other things that are in here. I got an email I didn't need to see. Facebook notifications, notifications from Starbucks and Spotify, Facebook Pages Manager, the notifications from my podcast app. I don't need to see them immediately. Like I can wait until the batch timing. It'll just notify me. You tap it and you can just come in and see them all and tap on them to see, you know, to go into the app. It's so freaking convenient. It's ridiculous. And it cuts down on notifications so significantly. Like I save hours of time every day. And actually speaking of that, the app has a pretty cool kind of stats thing. So it shows how many notifications make it through and what apps are still interrupting you and how much time you're spending on your phone. So that's pretty sweet. Um, I love this app. It's free. You can get it. It's called Daywise, one word, D-A-Y-W-I-S-E. And of course, I will have the link to that in the show notes at easiercast.com slash 41. And that's it for episode number 41 of Easier. Remember to try out any or all of the tips that we talked about for task management. And if you're an Android user, download and give Daywise a shot. You will not regret it. Do you have any tips, techniques, or tools for making life or work easier? If so, feel free to email me at podcast at easiercast.com. Leave a comment in the show notes at easiercast.com slash 41. Or head to the Facebook group at easiercast.com slash Facebook group to leave a comment there. Also, look for Easier Podcast on Facebook. I curate the best content from around the web that helps make life and work easier, and you won't find it anywhere else but on the Facebook page, which you can grab now at easiercast.com slash Facebook page. 
Finally, if you know anyone who would benefit from the tips I've covered in the episode, please be sure to share it with them. Hopefully, every share means that someone somewhere will find more time for what matters most to them. Thanks so much for listening. Until next week, here's to an easier life. Bye for now. you know what, I'm just going to get the phone because that'll be that. And I don't know what I'm saying, but you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pick this up right now.